from me, how's it hanging, how's it happening, you guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. Hey everybody, it's the longest daylight day of the year if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. First official day of summer, June 21st, it's a Tuesday, and what better way to spend your Tuesday, your first official day of summer, maybe if you're stuck at work, mowing the lawn, enjoying the day, then with a great metalcore band and a great conversation with them. That band is called Obsidian Mind. As we get into it, I first want to talk about support for this podcast. So support for the Corporation Podcast is coming to you from a brand new sponsor. <gasps> who could it be? Support is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Yes, they're a brand new sponsor for the podcast. I'm so excited to have them on there because they're sending me their performance pack that has a lot of great products in there to make sure your family jewels below the belt are in the best condition possible, the healthiest condition possible. But while they do that, though, you want to know what I can talk about? The fact that I have used one of their products since 2020. And which one have I used? Let me pull it out right here. Good old Crop Preserver. Make sure we get a nice close-up on that one. Make sure it's nice and close. Yeah, Manscaped Crop Preserver. I think my light kind of like shine a little bit on it. But it is their anti-chafing ball deodorant. So why do I use this stuff? Why do I like this stuff? Let me tell you about it. So... I've got big freaking legs, not gonna lie. Work all the time, I run a lot, I bike a lot, I'm always doing stuff, and I'm also, you know, now that concerts have come back since the pandemic, my God, moshing like crazy, <laughs> there could be a problem with chafing in there. Why? Because big legs, skin rubbing together, it's gonna happen, and trust me, you don't wanna chafe down there because it just does not feel good. It's like, ugh. You wanna know what helps prevent chafing, and if you have chafing, help make sure that you don't chafe as much and also get rid of some of that stuff with that anti-chafing and want to smell good down there, boom, Manscaped Crop Preserver anti-chafing ball deodorant. So I've used this stuff since 2020, and it has been a freaking lifesaver. Don't chafe anymore when I use it. I mean, I pretty much put it on every time after I'm done working out, after I get back from a concert, and it just completely, completely changes the game for me. I mean, I was at Welcome to Rockville for four straight days, moshing in the heat, humidity, sweating like crazy. Then you guys saw me there. I mean, you saw a sweaty mess in that mosh pit. But on top of that, I didn't chafe. You want to know why? Use this stuff every single day. The Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant from Manscaped. I will personally attest for this stuff because, my God, solved that problem for me. If you chafe, even if you don't chafe, you just want to make your voice smell good, the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant from Manscaped is going to be the way to go. And you want to know one of the other cool things is about Manscaped that are partnering with us, that we're going to be sponsored by them? You get a 20% off discount code and free worldwide shipping if you use the code CPP at manscaped.com. Link is in the description of the podcast. The promo code is also there. And if I'm thinking correctly, you're going to want to make sure that, you know, your balls are in good condition. Your boys are in good condition down there. You want to make sure those family jewels stay precious. We are also sponsoring the When We Were Hungry Festival happening out in Las Vegas, October 20th and 21st. We had Mal and Will from When We Were Hungry Festival on the podcast back in early April, and it is happening, and you got to see that lineup. My God, tickets are available, so you can go and get them right now. You can see bands that have it on the podcast like Modern Day Escape, Palisades, Outlier, Varsity, Saving Vice, and a bunch of others, including Dropout Kings. Why did I say Dropout Kings? Because take a look at what just happened, you know, at the beginning of the month with them and Saving Vice, the little uh, Zon tour. Yeah, you're going to want to be a part of this freaking festival. Again, Vegas, October 20th and 21st. Pancakes in the Pit, making memes into dreams. Links are to the podcast for the festival. You can go get tickets now. And will you see me in there, in that festival? 
pancakes in the pit moshing all the time <laughs> yes so go and do that we're happy to sponsor that festival happy to keep you know making memes into dreams so we're gonna keep going with that now let's go into the show so obsidian mine a band out of the cincinnati ohio area you guys like metalcore if you're fans of bands like northland era we'll go wage war as well this is going to be something for you so we talked about some wacky crazy stuff about their inspirations going this whole entire thing about a day to remember the ghost inside and then bear tooth that whole entire tour it's just kind of like the weird connection we all have with it also the band recently released a new track called Sapphire. We go deep into its meaning about emotional and physical abuse and how emotional abuse and mental abuse can sometimes cut so much deeper than the physical stuff. Go through how the song is constructed. And yes, it's a five minute long song. But when I say it's worth the five minutes, especially for how it hits at the end, <laughs> you better believe I'm talking right. So please, please, please give a warm welcome to John and Steven from City in Mind for the whole entire thing for the Corporate Crush Podcast. Then also, their lead singer, Jacob, he comes in about halfway through. So please welcome all three gentlemen to the Core Progression Podcast and enjoy our conversation with Obsidian Mind. Are you ready? Fuck yeah, you are. Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast, I want to thank our friend, Mr. Cody Frayne from Ascent Like Wills, the difference between, because he sent us in many, many, many incredible bands since I would say August of 2021, including his band, Difference Between, uh, if not for me, one of our favorites over here as well, along with a couple others, and he recently reached out to me about this band, I'm like, ooh, gimme, 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 coming at you from Cincinnati, Ohio, they recently released their most recent single, Sapphire. It is available now for you to go and listen to. It is five minutes of metalcore glory. You're not going to want to miss out on it. So please welcome Steven and John from the band Obsidian Mind to the podcast. So guys, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Thanks for having us, dude. Thanks for being on, guys. How's everything going in your world right now? I mean, you know, summer's out, you know, you guys got the new single out. So how's everything been going in your world? How's everything been rolling? And hopefully it's been good. Yeah, everything uh, on our end has been doing pretty good. Just uh, getting some shows ready and booked for the summer, uh, getting some new releases out. Uh, on our end, just working as well. Uh, everything's been pretty good. Just can't really complain, you know, how things are going around the world. So, yeah, so far, so good. Can't really complain that much. Staying busy. Yeah, busy, productive. Busy and productive is a good way to be, especially at this point in time, because like you said, there's so many other things going on in the world and so many different things you could potentially get sunk into. But one of the best right. things you get sunk into is what you're doing, get sunk into yourself and get sunk into your music, especially because, you know, when I was looking it up, kind of like looking at, you know, what I saw of like for fans of it was like for fans of North Lane, Wage, War and Air. And I'm just like, hey, I like all those bands. This is great. Oh, yeah. So then I, I got to ask, like, take a look at that, like, for fans of section of it. When it comes to your mind, are those bands some of your influences or what bands really influence you to create the sound that you did with Obsidian Mind so far along with, like, I mean, could be as a whole collective as a band or, you know, individually, you guys can have different influences that come together to create the sound that you have. So where do some of your influences come from when it comes to Obsidian Mind? Um, well, each, every one of us has a little bit of different, like, sound that we like, different influences. Um, Jacob is definitely, like, the main songwriter, and I would say Era is definitely one of his favorite bands. Um, North Lane is one of John's, and then, uh, Jake, Jacob really likes Periphery as well. Uh, when it comes to writing a mind, I'm, you know, kind of generic. I love Architects. When it comes to writing, I like to kind of sound like that. Um, our backgrounds are a lot different, too. I kind of grew up on the Kill Switch Engage, Day to Remember. Um, type, I mean, I really love Day to Remember, Homesick, maybe, one of the best albums out there. Uh, 
John, what did you, what did you like growing up? What you got uh, into? Basically, I started playing bass when I was like 12. Me and my friends, we all listened to like street punk, like anti-flag, casualties, permanent, stuff like that. That's like the stuff I grew up playing. But basically, it kind of progressed. Got into like emo bands, like Taking Back Sunday, uh, Brand New, stuff like that. And then it kind of progressed to the screamo. Went from the screamo to the, like more metalcore stuff. And then from there, I just kind of just i kind of listen to every subgenre of metal yeah is really but uh yeah i've really come to like just like the more modern sound that a lot of people are going for nowadays i guess like we call gin whatever yeah periphery bands like that uh but yeah uh starting out it was punk but uh I'd say some some of my biggest influence today are probably like silent planet i really like them a lot uh, the more the more emotional sounding like metalcore bands, I'm really into that stuff. But uh, yeah, totally understandable. And like, what I think I like always, you know, when I interview bands and talk to them about like their influences, is to see, of course, you know, you all come together and create this collective sound. But everyone's got a different piece that they come from to really influence there. Like John, you know, you mentioned a date or a member, Kill Switch Engage. I mean, you got the homesick tattoo on your arm right there you know, just sick album artwork. So of course you got a tattooed on your arm on top of that though. I mean, you're seeing just kind of how that influences your kind of sound, how that all comes together to tie into the thread that is, you know, of city in mind then, uh, or wait, no, that was Steven. My bad. Okay. You guys can roast me on that one. If you want, I am very sorry on that one. Feel free to roast me as much as you want. If you want to put it on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of a sudden, yeah, he fucked up the name. Go and do that. Cause you know, you can. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Probably make like a TikTok out of that and all of a sudden just like have it's like, okay, Kevin fucked up the names again. Then put like the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm theme behind it as like the camera just like zooms in on my face. Like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I think you got an idea there, man. I forget I, my name sometimes, so you're good. <laughs> don't worry. I'll, uh, how about this? I'll make it myself and I'll just send it to you guys to use. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah. So, Steven, again, you know, I'm sorry about that, but. You know, you're influenced with data, remember, kills the and then going to John as well. You know, when you said, like, Street Punk, you brought up Anti-Flag. I'm just like, oh, shit. Okay, now this is cool because I do like Anti-Flag. Kind of like that punk rock kind of style as well. And then all of a sudden you're bringing in some, like, the other bands that you talk about as well. Kind of bringing more of that, like, you know, genty style to it. All of a sudden you're seeing how all these different connection points where there is some sort of connection to that metalcore style, some connection to that heaviness. Bring up North Blaine, bring up Silent Planet at the same point in time as well. Just some more of that emotional building style to that metalcore. Seeing how it all comes together, especially on Sapphire. And you're seeing how everything comes into play. I love seeing how that happens and seeing how that mold comes in. Because no, you're, you're going to always want to create your own sound. But you're always going to tell where those influences are going to come from. However, four different styles of influences coming together. It's going to create something that, you know, in a couple of years, people are going to say, that sound is Obsidian Mind. It's not like, oh, it sounds like this, sounds like this. For fans of this, you know, you kind of get that same feel. But there's definitely going to be that distinct sound that comes out of it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, we always ask people who they think we sound like. Everyone's been different. And we get crazy answers. We're like, what? Like kind of band, bands I don't really listen to. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, uh, you know, it is kind of, I feel like we definitely, like the molding of the different, uh, you know, tastes definitely kind of made something unique i feel like yeah someone told me that sapphire reminded them 
uh, the contortionist with, I think it's pronounced Hacken or something. It's like a hardcore band, I believe. Hatchback guy again. Or something like that. I don't know. But I've never heard that before. I've heard like after the burial, like on our older stuff. Uh, and man, yeah, everyone's been completely different, which is a good thing. Uh, you know, you don't always sound exactly like someone yeah, else. Yeah. No, because if you sound like someone else, then it's basically you're always going to be tied to that other band. And the like the level of growth always is going to end up being stunted because that you see a lot of the bands that create their own style, their own sound. Those are the bands that really take off and really have that, you know, massive fun that, you know, achieve the amount of success they want to achieve. Use a couple examples, like a day to remember. I mean, who was kind of doing the pop punk with breakdown stuff like before they were doing it? Yeah. Um, I try to think of a couple, bring me the horizon, always changing up literally everything they do. Uh, ice nine kills, you know, all of a sudden putting horror in a metal core. It's like, okay, who's really doing something like that. And you're seeing kind of the, the buildup of that. So it's, you know, when you find that core sound that you have, and you want to build up on that, and it's going to be unique to you guys, that's the moment where all of a sudden when things really begin to take off. Of course, your band will always be compared to bands like that have like some sort of a similar sounding style so that right. people can easily more relate to it and easily get more connected to it that way. But right. it's like, you know, you, again, bring up a day to remember. It's like, okay, you know, who's this for fans of? You like pop punk? You like metalcore? There you go. Well, the cool thing about Data Member, what really got me uh, to like them, uh, they're very diverse with their sound. Like, they got, I mean, everyone knows if it means a lot to you, that's basically their anthem. And then, uh, you know, the downfall of the song, they go heavy as hell. Fucking, I mean, some of their songs, like Mr. Highway, is thinking about the end. Uh, but every album, they, they have so much variety. And that's what attracts me to them because every song was a little bit different. It's not really exactly the same. So they're fans for almost anyone, really, in my opinion. It's kind of like a data member is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, but, exactly. you know, give give it a shot because, again, uh, so even looking at the homesick tattoo, like you mentioned three songs in there. Even go forward to what separates me from you. It's like you listen to All I Want. It's like, okay, that's kind of got more of that pop punk flavor to it. Yeah. Then go to Second Sucks and tell me that that's on the same album. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. And then you just want to throw down the pit and just go nuts. And, well, they're going on tour in July and August. So we're going to disrespect their surroundings once again. You know who's on the bill with them? Because I haven't even seen that tour. Um, So th- so for the uh, July and August dates, it's Bad Omens opening, Beartooth, oh, yeah. and then A Day to Remember. However, on select dates, though, um, in between Beartooth and A Day to Remember, the ghost inside is going to play. Oh fuck! I would, I would love to. I've never seen them live yet. Uh, I would love to. Definitely one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. You know, they have the, the hardcore punk in there, and I'm I grew up on the punk stuff. So although yeah, it's like the like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, although like our style isn't exactly like theirs at all. Um, talking about inspiration, what they've been through, and what they've you know pulled themselves through—absolutely fucking incredible. Um, yeah, their journey is insane. I'd love to see him, you know, back at it. It's awesome. See, so give it a shot if you can on that tour. Cause I'm trying to think like, I'm not like, I know they're playing a date up in Cleveland and I know the ghost inside is a part of that day. I know you guys are in Cincinnati. So it's like kind of on the other side of the state, but yeah, I mean, up. it's potential. It's not, yeah. yeah, possibly. I'll make the trip. See. Make the trip, throw down the pit and I'll see you guys there. Cause I've got a couple of friends who are still trying to convince me to go. I'm just like, 
going to probably put some money on that one just because, Did well. You song, you're up in the Cleveland area? No, I'm actually in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but I travel for oh, shows shit. all the time okay. because <laughs> I see a show I want to go see. I'm just like, money down. I'm there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The trips have the fun. Oh, God, yeah. It's like you never know what's going to happen. I mean, I recently went on a trip with the, like, the same group of friends. We down, went down to Welcome to Rockville. I kind of blew out my voice before we even got there because we just blasting metalcore, just blasting like wage or I'm playing a good amount of We Came as Romans too, just, you know, because I like We Came as Romans. They throw some Rise Against in there for me. All of a sudden they're listening to like, you know, uh, they throw some Shine Down in there. So we're singing, we're, screaming, we're doing the unclean screams and whatnot. And by the time like we got there, just like trying to talk, it's like, oh, this is, this is not going to be a good four days for my voice. So by the time I got back, it was just like, even the ride back, we were doing the exact same thing. So I'll, I did a podcast two days later, and it's just like, I'm trying to do anything with my voice. And it's just like, I can keep How it at a consistent level. And oh, I kept it at a consistent <laughs> level, but trying to do like some of the wacky stuff, like for the intro and outro was like, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It was, it was not good, but jumping a little bit more to like, kind of like you said, you know, taking inspiration from the ghost inside, especially with like their, their journey and their story, especially from, you know, the, the bus crash that had happened to everything that they'd went through to the release of the self-titled album in 2020, like, especially for you guys, especially if you, you know, pay attention, man, what was that like, you know, especially taking that as inspiration to maybe create Obsidian Mind or go forward with all the, excuse me, all the musical, uh, like dreams and journey that you wanted to go on? Um, oh, so I don't even know where to go with that. I mean, when I never really thought of it, like putting the ghost inside with us, uh, I mean, the only way I can look at it is like no excuses. Like when I look at inspiration like that, it's like you can make excuses not to do this or that. And, you know, shit sucks. It's hard. You can just fucking toss it away. But looking at the guys like that, like the drummer literally doesn't have a fucking leg. And he's there doing the double bass and shit. And it's just like, if you really want something at the end of the day, you got to find a way to do it. I mean, if not, then I guess, you know, you're really not in for it. But, um, I mean, that's one way to look at his inspiration is right there. Um, their attitude, just pissed off and just trying to get back at it, you know, be the ghost inside. Um, just kind of have that attitude, you know, another way to look at it. Um, um, yeah. Little, little backstory on myself. Um, I actually, I, I uh, went through, uh, basically, I, I used to be an addict. I used to use opiates. And uh, around when that crash happened, it was around like 2014, 2015. That's, that's like around the time like I got clean off like hard drugs and stuff like that. And uh, I remember hearing about that. It just like kind of blew me away. But uh, I think it's kind of funny because, you know, it did happen around the same time. And, like, around that time is when I, I first, like, bought gear again because I sold everything I had, basically. But, uh, like, I don't know. Like, I started to build everything I had, got, got in a band, like, hadn't played in years. And uh, I don't know, just, like, one thing kind of rolled into another and uh you know here we are and, you know got music videos out and shit and you know the ghost inside you know kind of parallel they're out touring again and shit yeah so yeah. Uh, i don't know yeah i was kind of like what you even said like taking the inspiration of if you really want something you know 
you're gonna end up you're gonna if you really want it go and get it there's gonna be no obstacle that's gonna be in your way that's gonna prevent you from that you're gonna find a way around it you're gonna find a way through it I mean like again with like Andrew their drummer it's he's got one leg I mean he lost like the bottom half of one of his legs and it was I think it was his dad like rigged up something so that he could still you know do double bass with it and that's just absolutely fantastic and it adds I mean is it a lot of like difficulty trying to learn like relearn that whole entire uh, aspect of it but if you want it, you, you're going to end up going to do it. And it's like, it's, you know, they went from where they were all of a sudden. It's like, you know, they went as like as low as you possibly could go in terms of, you know, this could this that could have wiped them out as a band completely. That could have ended it right then and there. But they start they went to that bottom point and then dug themselves out of it. Similar like you did, John, all of a sudden, you know, digging yourself back out of that, you know, getting buying gear again, getting back into music, getting back into what made you happy in that point. And now you're releasing music videos, you release Sapphire and you guys are going forward as a band. You're going to be booking shows at the same point as well. I mean, you're really going to take that whole entire arc and, you know, make it for yourself as well. As I can see, you're wearing a ghost inside shirt just now. I just realized <laughs> that I'm just like, wow, that arc really worked. I didn't, incredibly I didn't want to like be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, <I> <laughs> <laughs> no, I just saw the logo. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe it. And then I'd see the mountain behind him. Like, that is just like some weird type of connection that just came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. But still, that is absolutely incredible as well. And you can kind of see, you know, you see the parallels in terms of, you know, where life has taken you. And all of a sudden, life may have taken you to, a, you know, a deeper point, to a deep low point. All of a sudden, being able to, you know, work yourself way like back up from it, being able to, build yourself back up to get to a point where, I mean, now look at what you guys are doing. You got to get up city of mind. You got Sapphire out, you got music that's videos, you got shows coming up. I mean, come on. Like that's fucking awesome. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm like, you're getting me all inspired with this shit too. It's like, okay, no excuses. We can't let anything bring us down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Going to end up like taking that's so, like inspiration throughout the, like the rest of the week. It's just going to be like, Never give up. No surrender. Never stop doing this stuff. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, we hit a roadblock. We're going right through it. Okay. Not like actually driving through a roadblock. That might be a little bit dangerous, but you know, like that mental roadblock. We're doing that instead. Put some gas inside on. (laughs) Oh, God. You better believe all of a sudden, like, you know, I'll probably lose some like overexposed or something like that. Just like, (laughs) or engine 45. That's always a good choice as well. Oh, yeah. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Say shoot! Now, I, like, I, if I end up at that Cleveland show, I hope to see you guys there. You know, we'll just go nuts and have a good time. Yeah, that's yeah. possible. You said it's what in, at the end of this month or at, end of July? End of July. I don't think I, don't, I got some PTO hours. I could definitely yeah. use them. <laughs> oh man! Might be able to make it. Could be a trip. Could be a trip. Could be a, could be a little trip, you know. And then also on top of it, it's like you get to see a day to remember. And then Beartooth, so you know you're going to bring get the energy and get some craziness with Bad Omens. I still hope they play Glass Houses, which I haven't heard them since the first time I saw them. Like, come on. I need my revenge for my concussion shot. But, like, just that lineup is insane. And just especially coming out of it as well, you're going to have that feeling of, like, per, like absolute joy from, you know, being at a show like that. And also, you know, going to see the ghost I'd seen a day remember as well. You're going to get that inspiration. And all of a sudden, never know what might come up. But all of a sudden, you guys on the way home get inspired all of a sudden on an idea for a riff, get inspired for an idea for a song, work with it. And all of a sudden, you come up with it, put it out there as another single. And all of a sudden, it gets picked up by like Loudwire, Kerrang, gets picked up by all these different publications. Just like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. 
and then everyone's going to be on Obsidian Mine, then you guys are going to end up going on tour with like the Ghost Inside as an opener. Yeah, that would be that would be sick. One of these yeah. days, we'll make we'll make it fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You heard it here first. That's where the arc is going. That's where we're going with right now. It's going to jam out that at that show. They're going to come up with an idea for a song on the way home. Oh, they're going to work on it, record it, write it. All of a sudden, next thing you know, it's going to be released. Everyone's going to, want to listen to it, and they're going to open for the Ghost Inside in 2023. Yeah, that's okay. the arc right there. All right there. Fucking sentence. <laughs> All right. Um, we need a piece of paper or like a, you know, we need a, we need the actual stone and a carving knife. We're going to like etch it in there. That sounds like a lot of work, man. I think you got this shit. Hey, man, if we want it, we're going to do it. You're right. Whatever it takes. We'll do whatever it takes. It'll be. It'll take as long as it takes. Yeah. So now jump in, because I know you guys got the brand new single, Sapphire, which is out now. And like I said at the beginning, five minutes of Metalcore glory that you're going to want to go on, especially because after listening to it, I remember I was going through, I'm like, you know, five minutes, seeing some Metalcore songs that are five minutes, like there's got to be something that, you know, keeps you through that full entire five minutes. And we'll get into it a little bit more, but what really caught me on the song was like, I'm like going to the end. I'm like, okay, I'm still feeling it. All of a sudden that ending breakdown hits. I'm just like, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, did this need five minutes? Absolutely. It needed five minutes to get to that point and build up on that heavy of a sound. Like, yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. So jumping a little bit more into the song, kind of get more people connected to it. When this was being written, when the whole entire idea for the song was coming, what was the overall meaning and idea behind this song? Because that's always one way I like to talk about to not only connect with the song for myself, but help others to connect with the song as well, to connect with the overall sound, lyrics, vocal patterns, everything around there. So what was the overall meaning and inspiration behind Sapphire? Well, instrumentally, this was written, was this a year ago or two years? I think it's two years. Was it two years ago? We actually recorded a demo. Um, we've been through like a lot of band member changes, vocalists. We can get into that later. It's another story. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been written for over a year and a half, almost two years. Uh, lyrically, Jacob came up with the lyrics, and uh, he'll probably explain it to you a lot better than I can, but what I sum up is the uh, uh, verbal and mental like abuse in relationships isn't really talked about as much as physical. Uh, with that being said, it can be just as harmful to an individual and uh, it can definitely, you know, break them down. Um, so that's kind of, we're just setting light on those topics, you know, because they're just not as talked as much. Yeah. And the, the video kind of represents like basically after being under that for so long, it kind of changes who you are. Oh yeah, and uh, towards the end of the video, not to spoil anything, but you kind of see the characters transform, and then obviously there's like the, the climax at the end. But uh, it's just basically, you know, sometimes words cut deeper than you know physical. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically what I kind of gathered from it. That's what I want to sum up. Uh, when I was looking through it, especially like trying to like, you know, listen to the song, pick apart the lyrics, really go into it. Cause I'm just looking at what I wrote down for it. I kind of thought it really had that untold and unseen power that emotional and mental abuse can a absolutely take on us. Cause like you said, when it comes to physical abuse, like it seems like it's more talked about, but I think it's cause it's something that we as humans have an easier time relating to and empathizing towards because we get that visual like representation, that visual symbol of what had happened and the repercussions 
and we can relate to it more with the action and the aftermath because we've seen it more visually. We've been, you know, through media, through literally anything, maybe through your real life as well. Maybe you've experienced, maybe you've seen it happen, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to the emotional and mental abuse side of things, it can cut much deeper and it can be a lot more difficult to work through because you generally don't have that same kind of support. And this can come from someone like close to you doing the abuse or others not able to relate due to a lack of that visual or that connecting clues to help them empathize because they might not have gone through it or they just don't really know how to understand or react to it. And I thought the song tries to make us understand the troubles and depth that those mental and emotional abuses can cause compared to physical abuse based on how humans interact and react to it when it's brought to their attention. Right. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you got that right. Get right on the nose. Yeah. Right yeah, that's pretty deep. <laughs> I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna go sh- I wasn't gonna like go short you guys I wasn't gonna take the easy way on this like if I was gonna go deep into this thing I was gonna go deep well you did definitely did I'm impressed yeah I'll say but even like you know jumping into a little bit further it is a very important and pertinent topic to talk about due to the fact that I mean take a look at what we went through during the pandemic when everyone was you know se- a lot of people were separated from each other that social interaction was not as strong so People really went through some different mental and emotional challenges, whether it was, you know, due to the situation that they were in. Maybe it was due to the people that they were living with now because you had so much more time to interact with them. Maybe different dynamics end up happening. And it's like that stuff doesn't really necessarily get as talked about, though we do see a lot more advocating for mental health, for, you know, bringing this stuff to light and support for these kind of things. It's we're still having that. I think we still kind of have that disconnect because it's something that you know it does it is times hard to explain it is times where people are not easily as able to relate to it so the help necessarily isn't there so it does bring forward that idea to light that you know not you know this stuff does potentially cut a lot deeper this does have a long-term lasting effect on it and at the same point in time ourselves and everyone else that in the world kind of has to have an ability to do better at the same point in time to you know connect with other people especially the ones that they're close to about these things because a lot of times you know if you're going through stuff like this that might be mental or emotional abuse even if it's like someone that's close to you i would say even if the people are close to you like there's people that are doing it you know find someone else that's close to you or go to go to a therapist someone find someone to talk to to help you know work through some of these things relate some of these things because then you're not just like festering in them because i've gone through that myself as well festering in that kind of stuff it it doesn't do you any good it's got to find that help yeah, absolutely. Seek out help. Uh, I know, like, with, you know, males particularly, it kind of looks like some people might think of it as weakness, you know, seeking out mental health. But uh, it's definitely, you know, a serious problem for some. And there's no shame at all just going out and seeking help or talking to someone if you have problems. Uh, absolutely do that. The longer you keep stuff inside of you, the worse it gets, for sure. So definitely always seek out help if you can. Absolutely. And I, I do totally agree with what you said, too, as well, when it comes to especially, you know, from a from male perspective, it just doesn't necessarily uh, it, it, it does have that issue where, you know, it's expected. It's like, you know, be the tough guy. And it's just, you know, you don't know what's going on kind of thing. Just kind of work through it. Yeah, it's, it's something where, I mean, getting that help is. I know at times, you know, it might seem like, oh, this ain't good. It's like, you know, we don't we don't want to show that any kind of weakness, but understanding that that going forward and getting that help is actually a strength because it will help you work through those issues and become a better person for not only yourself but for the people that you care that are around you 
Absolutely. I mean, also just seeking out help, like the one way to solve, the best way to solve a problem is to realize or identify there is a problem. And uh, if you can identify that and realize that you have to go talk to someone, communication is key with anything in life, whether it be in a relationship or just you know, your social life. If you can't talk out your problems, I mean, uh, it could just be more harmful to you, really. So, yeah, just festers and gets deep inside you. So, yeah, always communicate. Go seek help. Yeah, and then you, and using your uh, and using your platform as musicians, and really create a song that really can, you know, explain some of these things and really help people relate to them, especially people that listen to more of that metalcore stuff, and really can connect, you know, with the unclean vocals, some of the heavier styles that you're working with, really to bring forward that heavier emotion helps us connect with that kind of emotion, helps us connect that you know idea, and helps us understand that other people are going through the exact same thing, that this is not an isolated incident. And on top of that, it just, it helps us understand ourselves a little bit more, helps us understand, you know, maybe we're going through a little bit more and helps us understand that, you know, getting help is definitely a good idea if you are dealing with these things, if you're going through these things and. Just, uh, just kind of piggybacking off what you were saying, uh, like, you know, given my past, I've definitely, you know, been through some ups and downs mentally. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, looking back on it, I feel like, you know, that that definitely could be a reason why I gravitate towards more emotional music like metal, uh, for sure. And uh, it's also, you know, if anybody's listening that isn't quite into heavier music, it's it's a great, like, you know, for me, going to a show and throwing down, you know, that's, that's like medicine for me, so... <laughs> though absolutely agree as well because like going to those shows it's just like it's it's like a therapy in a way it's like a, you get that absolutely. release of all that pent-up energy and i mean you've got especially you know a day to remember a ghost side and now because i see someone else is joining wearing a bear tooth shirt this is just like the craziest <laughs> just like arc of a whole entire thing so this is too cool what's up man what's going on what's going on man how are you and why don't you introduce yourself to everybody Hi, um, I am Jacob Darty. I am the vocalist for Obsidian Mind, and I just got off work, and I'm sleepy. <laughs> well, 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 Jacob, a couple of things. One, thank you for yourself. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for wearing the Bear 2 shirt, and, well, <laughs> understand that you're sleepy, sir. So after we're done with this, go, go get some sleep. Go get some rest, even though it's like, you know, we're shooting this on a Friday night, unless you're just like, you know, I'm going to power through this, get a couple oh, of monsters. No, I'm using totally me. good. Man, oh, I'm I'm solid. I I got energy drink in the other room. I'm good, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, then then we are all set. And now again, I just gotta bring that up, especially you know a data member tattoo from Steven. We got uh we got John with the ghost side t-shirt. Now we've got Jacob with the bear two t-shirt. I, I got it. Okay, We're I gotta see you guys. We're probably yeah, we probably good now. <laughs> right, I know no shit. <laughs> I'm a data member. You're talking about that tour. We're like bear two. We're resting every band. Are we really? Yeah. <laughs> The the that only way so <laughs> <laughs> it's Ghost and Ty gonna be at that date or no? The the Cleveland date they are, yes. Awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Now the only, we're pretty much an obligation now. <laughs> the only way the art could have been made better is if I had a bad omens t shirt on. That would have just taken it to a whole different level. But nope, I'm with I'm rocking a baby metal one at the moment. Baby metal? Bro, that's that baby metal? Hold up. Is that baby metal? 
Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Dude, that, I've, I've been listening to Bay Metal for like years now, man. That shit's fire. <laughs> I, I, so I haven't really given the time of day. I've heard a couple songs. Bro, even, dude, if anybody that can get Rob Zombie's attention like that, they're like, <laughs> they're like hardcore as hell. They're like, they're famous for sure. <laughs> they're so good. No, absolutely. It's like except my friends were trying to get me to him a lot. I'm like, you know what? I- I'm not sure about it. Listen to Give Me Chalk. And I was just like, okay, this is definitely weird. I'm not sure if I'm really into this. Listen to a couple other songs. I'm like, that's why you listen to more songs than just one, kids. Right, right. <laughs> they got so much variety in their music, too. So, I mean, that's, which, that's just what I like. So, I mean, I know a lot of other people do Oh, absolutely. Now, if they could come over to the U.S. and also jump on that, a day remember goes inside Beartooth Bad yeah. Omen show. Just the energy of that show would be absolutely and freaking ridiculous. Like, be fan, dude. Be fucking mayhem, dude. It'd be crazy. <laughs> it would be totally worth it for the mayhem, though. Trust me on that. Oh, for sure. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So, kind of jumping back into what we were talking about as Jacob jumped in here because. So, Jake, we were talking about the new single, Sapphire, talking really about the meaning, inspiration behind it. So, and we were kind of like all on the same page with like what we really took out of the song with at times mental and emotional abuse being more powerful than physical abuse and the disconnect that might happen between those two. So, and with you being the writer of the song and writing the lyrics at this point as well, what was your inspiration to write this song lyrically and really get that message out that you were trying to get out? Well, a lot of it was actually personal things that went on with me. Um, without going into any details, obviously, but it's there is. I've noticed not only with myself, but as long as with peers in my life, where obviously physical abuse is is insane. We all know that, but the problem is, is that the mental and verbal abuse it, it, it plays a deeper part in the mind than a lot of people really, really understand. And this isn't like a gender thing. This is like for everybody. But like, if there was a personal there's a personal thing on my end on what I wrote that song about um, had to do with family members, things like that. And it was just, it was, I was a little bit of a dark part in my life when I was starting to write those lyrics. Um, this song has been in our like roster of music for a very long time. Um, it wasn't until recently that we were actually finally able to record it. Uh, but when I was writing the lyrics for this, there was, it was, I was a bit of a dark spot in my life. Um, and one of my creative outlets is writing lyrics or tracking some music and then and hopefully that takes care of it too. But um, it was definitely, it was definitely a personal, it was a, it was a personal approach for sure. And totally understandable as well. And one thing I've noticed, especially, and I believe you guys could probably attest this as well, not only with the music that you write, but the music that you listen to and like, uh, you know, really relate to a lot of that stuff comes from artists, personal lives and it comes to their personal experiences and even when they put it out there, it's, we know, we might not get that, you know, specific story, but we get the the themes, the concepts, the emotions around there. And then that's how we relate to music the best, because we pick up on that core emotion. We pick up on that, like, emotional roadmap, but we insert our own story in there through the metaphors that are in the lyrics, through the progressions of the sound, through the progressions of the song. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're connecting on that same emotional level but the full relation to it is now what have we've gone through in our lives compared to what you went through, but we're still connecting on that emotion overall. Right. So, and that's, and that's one of the goals for anything that I ever write really because the guys also help me with lyrical content as well. I'm, I'm not the only one that does it. We all kind of pitch in on everything for the most part. Um, my goal 
for anything that we make is that everybody can relate to it in one way or another. So um, it may be a personal thing for me, but I'm writing it in a way so that way if you were to listen to it, you'd be like, oh, that reminds me of this or, you know, or this is going to help me get through this because this reminds me of this, basically. So everybody can take it their own way and be able to heal from it in their own way. No, absolutely. It's like even like with the conversation we had before you jumped in here around the song, it's we're seeing how all four of us now are just like we all connect on the song in that same core emotion. But then again, if we talk about how we relate to it, now you're going to see where the differences come in. But then again, that connection point is still going to be the same. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. And don't worry, we're not going to get any of the specifics on that if we because we don't necessarily have to. I mean, we we all connected on the same exact style. One thing that real, I'll say one thing that really got me on this song was you know, opening up with it. And it's just all of a sudden, I know I'm looking through the, like trying to find out as much as I can about you guys before even listening to the song, kind of get a feel for it. But of course I'm going to go into the song with an open mind as much as possible and opening up. I'm like, I'm expecting something more metalcore. And all of a sudden I'm getting like a, like a weedily guitar drums kind of start to build in there. I'm just like, huh, this is a, this is kind of now what I think some snare fills in there. And I like the weedily nature of that guitar right from the get go Really, it made the song stand out right away. But like the question going forward is, where is that going to be able to keep up more of this like mice around the distorted inside, or are they going to like kind of lose track of that in the mix? And all of a sudden, as the song went on, as it progressed, I'm like seeing how it's all interacting, how that wheeliness the guitar from the intro starting to interact with the heavier stuff going through. Especially you got to like the second verse and chorus style, everything really flowed through together to keep that consistently there. So I'm just like, whoa, wow. <laughs> We appreciate that. Awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, we, uh, it's th that song, like I said, we've been writing that for a long time, but that's definitely when we went to the studio to track that song. I think uh, the producer that we have, uh, he, he even said out of all the songs we had, that was the one that showed that we were maturing um, as artists. So we knew as soon as he said that, we're like, this one's going to be a good one. And we weren't even completely done with it yet, like vocally and whatnot, but. Just instrumentally alone, he was like, "Yeah, this is this is next level stuff," you know. And we just, yeah, we're we're excited that you see it that way because uh, we definitely want because we have our influences, we have our metalcore, some deathcore, some gent, whatever influences that we have, and we try our best to kind of combine them in any way possible. Some will feel more like other things, right? But this one had the best mixture of all of them. I think I so, think so as well. Yeah, so yeah, we appreciate that you were able to look at it that way too. So that's awesome. Though absolutely, because whenever I listen to music, it's like you know, I'm, I, I'm, I went to when I went to school, I never really studied anything with music. I freaking went to college and I studied economics. That was my thing, and yeah. So now, of course, doing a music podcast, looking deep into stuff. So when it comes to really analyzing this stuff for myself, I look at it in a completely different light. I look at it in whatever light I feel like I want to look at it into, and I always look at it as you know, as an artist, you're gonna try as many different things as you want. You're going to try and put things in your music that you feel is right. So the question is, is for myself is how does that play off with the, um, the meaning of the song? How does that play off on the emotion of the song? And especially as things come in, how does that all interact together? And especially when we got to like the second, like, as we got to like, okay, coming out of that, like first part of it, it's like, okay, there's a little bit of felt like there was, might be some disconnect in there just based off all of a sudden you get this wheelie part, all of a sudden more of this melodic metalcore that comes right after it. But once the verses comes in, that's where everything starts to blend really nicely. So, but again, having that like intro where all of a sudden it's com two completely broken up parts, it does give this feeling of like a distorted kind of mindset and this distorted feel. 
and this more painful distortion that emotional and mental abuse can have on you. So you're feeling that right then and there. And then the song ends up molding into itself fully from that. It just, right. when your producer said, you know, this is a more of a mature sounding sound from you guys, your producer was fucking right. <laughs> yeah, we, we were hoping he was right. And it, it's starting to for sure sing that way, for sure. It's, you know, we've only played a handful of shows, but even that one's still like one that gets people going. They like it. They like, because it's one of those, it's a song that the way we've talked about it is like, not only for a non-musician does it sound good, but for a musician, you're like, okay, that sounds pretty sick. So it kind of, kind of works with everybody. Yeah. So it, it's awesome. Yeah, we're really, really stoked on this one for sure. Yeah, and I'll say as someone that's kind of in the middle between that non-musician musician thing, I can agree. <laughs> also, uh, to piggyback, don't don't you know feel bad about going to economics or college. I went for it to be an accountant. <laughs> so, so if that tells you anything, man, so I'm right there with you, bud. Yeah, I, I would say that too. It's like if that's what you want to do at that point in life, go and do it. But after I graduated from college, it was like, do I regret going to, to get to go to college? Do I regret going to get a degree in economics? No, that's what I wanted to do at that point in time. So that's what I went and did. But all of a sudden, as I got you know graduated, got my first job, it took me a couple of like weeks before I was like questioning if like is this what life is supposed to be like? Like right. is this like I wasn't happy, and all of a sudden it took me a while of since like okay, I gotta find something for myself and. This is what happened. <laughs> right, dude. But more power to you, man. That's awesome, though. I mean, you, you found your niche, though. You found what you like to do. And that's really what mattered at the end. That's basically what we're doing. Yeah. That's what everybody's doing. Absolutely. Now, I was going to say, it seems like it's exactly what you guys found as well with Obsidian Mind Realm. Since like, you know, you've, you've figured out, you know, as time had gone on, what really made you happy in life, what you were passionate about, what you were dreaming about, what you were dreaming of doing. And then instead of saying, you know, well, that seems like it's a little far-fetched. You know, take the inspiration from the ghost inside. If we want to make this happen, we can make this happen. And then right, right. here we are. Right. Exactly, man. For sure. For sure. I love bringing this all the way back to still like every time I get a chance, I'm bring this back to the ghost inside somehow. I know. It's always coming back, dude. Always. <laughs> so, John, again, thank you for wearing that shirt just because it just, even though it wasn't planned, it was planned. It just happened. You know what? If you know what actually makes this funny is that I walked in and I was still wearing my uniform to work. I was like, I'm not going to wear that. I was like, so I like went upstairs and I went to put on a hoodie and then I was like, I saw the bear two shirt and just something pulled me to it. And I was like, oh, we're back instead. So somehow, I don't know how or what made it happen, but that's what I, I almost didn't wear it. And then I did. And then it's just ironic. So, <laughs> well, it could be either one of three things. One, the power of music. Two, pure coincidence. Three, some weird kind of voodoo. I'd say all of the above. Oh, something, something fucks going on. Anything, anything, anything is possible. Yes, anything, anything is possible with the power of music. <laughs> now you see, now you see that uh, the clip of Kevin Garnett screaming, "Anything is possible!" And that just would cap it off. Well, look for a TikTok video with that coming up as well. So we'll have that one, the one where I mess up uh, John and Steven's names. You know, it'll be a blast. Did I miss that? Yeah. Oh, it, it was right <laughs> away. And I was like, yep. Hey, hey, you know what? Made for made for a good time, though. We'll put it that way. Made for made for a good time. Good joke. Funny time. Yeah. Well, at least, at least you guys got tattoos, man. I'm still tattooless. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's rare as hell in this genre, man. I'm just telling, just saying, it's super rare. 
No, but um, eventually I'll change that. But that's neither here nor there. I'll say before. Thanks, thirty stuff. So. I got two years, man. I'm not quite there. <laughs> Yeah, you got time. I, I do want to jump a little bit of that before jumping back in uh, Sapphire. So it's like, cause you know, I, I have noticed that, especially, you know, around the, as many people I talk to going to as many shows as I go, it seems like, you know, if you don't have any tattoos, it's like, you're like one of, you're like one of like maybe two or three people that are there that don't have any tattoos. It's like, you're kind of like the, uh, like the unicorn in the crowd or the unicorn at the show. Hell yeah. <laughs> you the wrong place, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> If I ever came, if it was like, if I came up there and someone's like, you're in the wrong place, you don't have any tattoos, I'm just going to say, well, come join me in the pit. We'll have some fun yeah. there. There you go. There you go. That's the dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> He's our pit warrior right here, bud. Okay, you see that dude's tricep, two spikes in there? I see him. He's doing that shit on purpose. He's doing that shit on purpose. He's got that horseshoe right here, man. A horseshoe. Yeah, that's all. Horseshoe tricep. Oh, hell Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait! Just gonna go like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, how much you bench, man? <laughs> uh, um, I don't even know at the top of my head because, like, the last time I, last time I did two plates was like maybe a couple months ago, and I probably got up for four. So that's good. Hell yeah, two twenty-five for four. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, I found, I found out, especially when it comes to, I'm more of like a lower half kind of guy because i was always play soccer like when i was growing up as well and i still do at times so it's like every focus is like it's always core and legs that's what we're focusing on upper body yeah we'll get to that at some point but it's like no 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 that's what the focus is so going to those pits it's just like you know i see the big dudes and they're like pushing people around i'm like okay i'm not gonna be able to match them on that but if i get a chance to go shoulder to shoulder with them that's my opportunity yeah all that there leg strength man trust me you gotta plant yourself with yeah. Your yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my thing is i just weigh a lot I'm like 275 pounds. <laughs> and I'm a big guy. I call him large. You're the guy in the pit that people look and it's like, oh my God, here comes this guy. He's just going to destroy people. See, what I, I got pretty gentle. I ain't going to lie. I got pretty gentle. Go gentle. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> people, because I'm bigger and I've went through this all throughout life, but like, you know, if I if I actually went to the pit and I you know went at it, people look at me like I'm a dickhead. Yeah, like that guy's he's no, fucking right, killing. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Now now if someone's similar to my size, I'll match up with them for sure. Right. But I'm just kind of like going in circles, just smiling my ass off, just going with the flow. You know, until someone decently like around my size wants to, until someone challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Say he's king of the pit. <laughs> I still feel like that'd be me to come up and all of a sudden be like, okay, I'm challenging you. It's like, well, you probably got like, you know, like 70, 80 pounds on me. I'm like, I don't care. We're, we're going at this, man. <laughs> it's all in good fun, man. Oh, the best thing, man, that's one thing about metal shows too. It's like, yeah, like it's, you know, mosh, it's kind of violent and shit. But I, anytime someone gets knocked down, dude, you help them back up. Yeah. That's the beauty of metal. A lot of people that don't listen to it, like, how can you guys stand this? Like, you all like, you know, devil worshippers and all, all this shit it's like the best people i've ever met usually are metalheads most show laid back happy people right but always burns red uh angry music for happy people there it is, there it is. 
No, I, I hope when they go back out on tour with August Burns Red, like, because I, I see those shirts all the time. Like, can they make another shirt that says that? Because I kind of want to get it and all of a sudden walk yeah. around, especially like go to work, walk around the office, and all of a sudden everyone's. I, I just add another band t shirt to it, and all of a sudden instead of ha- walking around with Ice Nine Kills t shirts with evil Disney characters on there, I can walk around the shirt that says Angry Music for Happy People, and well, then people understand. Absolutely. Right, right. August Bird Red just slaps in general. Oh, they, they, they just, yeah. Not trying to fanboy or nothing. They're, they're just too good. They're too good. No, <laughs> oh, man, they're fantastic. I got to see them earlier this year when they were uh, with that uh, the Killswitch Engage tour, but like when they were between Killswitch and Light the Torch, and it was just like they ended up uh, causing the uh, fire alarms to go off because their smoke machines got to be a little bit too much, and all of a sudden, here come all the lights. It's like, uh, guys, um. Good news and bad news. Good news is we can continue the show. The bad news is we can't use the smoke machine to the rest of the show. And all of a sudden, was just like, did you say you can continue the show? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that happen before, but it wasn't August when I tried to record it with Cyrus. They did it before, too. Like, not, obviously not on purpose, but that was like 2011. Like, it was a long time ago, 2012 maybe. But, yeah, that's the only time, the only time I've ever seen that happen, ever. <laughs> yeah. Like I've, even just this year alone, I've seen some weird stuff happen. And children all of a sudden, like the fire alarms go off. Um, ended up moshing for six songs to "We Came as Romans" in the rain down in Florida, and it was just like, you know what? Can we get? Can we do this more often? Can we just all of a sudden have like pit, like you know, no lightning, no thunder, but have like it rain enough so the band doesn't get you know none of the equipment gets wet, but we can right. just have this crazy time moshing in the rain because. <laughs> When those fields kind of get a little bit slippery, a little bit muddy, oh my god, is it just hysterically fun? Yeah, oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things that we're looking forward to is playing like outside venues and stuff like that, rain or shine, because people go crazy no matter what if they like it enough, dude. And sometimes, like some of the funniest shit happens when, like, like when it's like not the greatest, like out out there where everybody's at, but people just enjoy it so much they don't even care. A little rain, a little whatever, dude. So that's something we're definitely looking forward to, for sure. Well, it's like one thing I've seen with metalheads too. It's like you know, you, you put them in that kind of a situation where all of a sudden you're an outdoor venue. You know, the band goes on. Let's use let's use either you guys or we can use August Burns Red as an example because both those examples will work in this. People come to the show. People are ready to go. It starts raining outside, and all of a sudden it's like we keep going. Well, I kind of look at it as when I was a little kid going like you know playing soccer and whatnot. If it was raining outside, I always wanted to go to soccer practice in the day it rained outside because of how much fun it was in the rain. Of course, my mom wasn't the biggest fan of it because, of course, having to pick me up and all of a sudden I'm covered head to toe in mud. But I had a freaking blast. Now, you know, we're older. We're metalheads. But when that rain hits and the music hits, that little kid brain just, like, turns out where this is the coolest thing ever and we just go. Yeah, I uh, I actually got a, a cool story kind of relates to that. I think it was, like, Maybe 2011 or 2012, it was a warp tour. Parkway Drive played, and they were uh, the last band to play on their stage. And it started to rain. And, like, just from everyone, like, throwing, like, you know how warp tour people pass out flyers, all kinds of stuff. There's just the, it was like blacktop covered in trash, essentially, like paper trash. And it started to pour rain halfway through their set. And I guess because they were the last band, they didn't cancel or anything, but it was it was legit pouring. And all that paper kind of turned into like a paper mud mache. Yes, and everyone in the pit was like waist high in this paper mache. <laughs> shit was flying everywhere. It was legendary. That was, to this day, that, that was like one of the most legendary sets I ever witnessed for 100% that a pace by it. 
People are stomping in it, like splashing <laughs> it on everybody. Oh my god! Okay, that I mean that pretty much sells it. So you guys gotta do some outside shows, and if it rains, you know, just create those moments because just take a look at it. like we're still reminiscing about some of these things. And I even thinking about that warp tour story that you just told, John. I'm thinking, why couldn't have I have been there? That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm yeah. jealous now. Right. Like that just sounds like a lot of fun. So I mean, hopefully you guys get a chance to do like some of that stuff this summer with some of those outdoor venues. You know, get a nice sizable crowd going there. You know, play Sapphire in the pouring rain. All of a sudden, that ending breakdown hits and people just lose their collective fucking minds and go yeah. absolutely crazy, go fly in the pit. All of a sudden, next thing you know, you see some dude go absolutely flying through there. You see a brewer's hat fly off. It's like, who the hell would wear a brewer's hat to a show? And then you're like, wait a minute, Kevin's here. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that one of the things that we're definitely looking forward to is people's reaction to the end of that song that haven't heard it yet. Yeah. Because you don't expect it at all. If you know the element of surprise, shock factor kind of stuff that we were really aiming for for that song, and we've got uh, we've gotten the reaction that we wanted a couple times for sure so far. So, but I think for me at least, that's one of the things I'm like really excited for because you have no idea it's coming. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because even when I was listening to it, especially it felt like there was like that outro part before because it's like it's kind of has a sonic style to it. Take us out of the final course to make it kind of seem like, you know, immensely like things are going to be OK. But then all of a sudden that real outro that breaked out the end, it freaking shocked me because it was so much heavier. It had this more of like melodic deathcore feel to it, even with the vocals having more of that like growl sound to it. I'm just like, I absolutely love how this sounds absolutely love how this feels it's like we're seeing that emotional mental you know trauma and abuse is much harder to get past than is just on the surface and the heaviness does not shy away from it at all you watch the video the video does not shy away from the heaviness at all and it's just that point in time where all of a sudden it's just like it it hits you out of nowhere and even like i said before uh before you came out your jacob i was like did this song have to be five minutes with that outro I'm like it was totally fucking worth the five minutes are you freaking kidding me <laughs> Oh, yeah, we were a little worried about the five-minute mark thing because it's it's a little abnormal now. Normally, it's about anywhere between three to four minutes, roughly, in that area, usually. And I was like, we were a little worried at first about it. We were like, man, but that, that ending slaps so freaking hard, dude. <laughs> we were like, we have to keep it. Dude. We have to keep it this way, dude. You know, and one of the things about this song that's kind of, kind of taking back a little bit uh, that's really important is because I've, I've explained what the song was about. But one of the underlining things of it is that, you know, but you also want to find the strength to get out of that situation, right? So with that breakdown, with how it's ending, the very last line is rest in peace, my agony, because you're finally breaking free from all essentially the bullshit that you had to deal with in your life and finally be able to be your own person again. So I feel like the aggression there is really ex explodes that emotion that that I felt as well as other people would relate to. So. Absolutely. And it, it makes sense because again, what you went through personally and that inspired this song and then seeing where that comes from. I mean, kind of like how I related to it from like different personal stories. I mean, that's kind of where a little bit of that difference comes in. But again, the core feeling is the, still the same where it's, you know, breaking from that. It's, you know, either break from it or for I took it, it's like, it's still harder to break from it at times because it's not just on the surface there. It could be much deeper embedded. So it just adds so much more of the heaviness to it. And yeah, it needed to be five minutes because 
you know, building up to it, especially when you got to that Sonic part that kind of like felt like it was the outro. I mean, it's like you see the runtime. It's like you still have another like 45 seconds in there. You're like, what is this going to be like a long, weird outro or what's going on here? And then it right. just absolutely hits you in the face like that. I mean, I damn near fell out of my chair listening to that bad boy. There's a falcon punch right to the chin, right? For sure. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that, there's another TikTok video right there. All of a sudden, oh no, that's a, that's a preview video right there. All of a sudden, having a falcon punch, and all of a sudden having the outro hit right as the falcon punch hits, and just all of a sudden, you know, have good. Super Mario go flying, and all of a sudden just say game, and then that's we're good. Oh man, that'd be that's actually kind of fire though. Like that's actually a pretty good idea, bro. I'm not gonna lie, I may steal it. I might. Steal it. <laughs> well, I'll put it this way: if you want to steal it, go for it. But I'll tell you right now, I'm making that video too. <laughs> if you, you know what? If you beat me to it, bro, at least just tag me so I can see it for sure. Because you'll probably be better at making it than me. So. Oh, I put it this way: because you already gave me two ideas for like TikTok videos I could make for this and like Instagram reel stuff. Now you're giving me an idea for a pre-video, which I make two of them anyway. I mean, come on! Like this is a gold mine right here. Right, dude. for sure, dude. For sure. <laughs> I just, I might just have to like find a way to like take your face, Jacob, and just like cut it out and then like put it over Captain Falcon because just. Bro, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you gotta find the most. You gotta find so obviously throughout the last forty something seconds, we all got like our eyes are all blacked out or whatever. But like, you gotta find the most unattractive face that I'm making, like the worst one possible. Which I'm, I think I already know which one it is. But you gotta find that one and put it on. It just makes it ten times funnier. It's gonna, gonna, I gotta find the face. It's just like, yes, pretty much. I think there's one that looks like I'm like like currently shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> If you look hard enough, I, I I think there is one. So if you can find that, it's the perfect one, bro. Well, I'll, t I'll tell you this, guys. I know exactly what I'm doing this whole entire weekend. Like, this is going to be a lot of fun to put this shit together. Right, right. right. <laughs> and, don't you, and don't you worry. You guys are going to get all of it shared to you as well. Oh, yes, dude. dude we're just excited to see it, man. If you do, man, for sure. We'd love to see that. We'll share that channel. Yeah. We're, 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 we're going we're, we're gonna to make it, share it, and all of a sudden when the episode comes out, we're going to tag you guys and everything and have a great great time with it because, well, let's be honest. Who doesn't want to see – who doesn't, doesn't want to see Jacob Falcon punching, you know, mental and emotional abuse <laughs> in the face? Dude, for sure. I'm I'm money. Right. I'd pay, I'd pay a whole crisp $5 bill to see that, for sure. <laughs> you know what you should do? What? Instead of uh, fucking – is uh Ness in that new Smash Bros? Ness, Ness like, I would I would assume so. He's one of the original ones. So, so Jordan, uh, this is a joke oh, I made. Jordan, our drummer, wears the yellow shirt. Looks exactly like Ness is dressed up in there. You should <laughs> put Jordan's face over Ness and just have Jacob hit him. There you go, dude. I forgot about that, bro. Oh, yeah, shirt striped up, got the hat on backwards. Well, Ness has it out front, I think, but. <laughs> I mean, I can make a couple of iterations of this stuff. I mean, why not? It sounds like a fun idea. Oh, and then, like, you're going to see a shirt and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, you see. Oh, I see. Like, yeah, I can see what Steven's talking about. <laughs> so I'm like, what's going on? It's like, oh, it's it's just, it's you and Smash Bros. for him. It's like, no, 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 that's not one of the Wii Mies that you could play as. No, no, no. That is, they literally put you in the game, man. I mean, the hat might be in the wrong direction, but. Yeah. They got really damn close, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> They're so lifelike now. Yeah. <laughs> it's real, man. 
that gives me well it gives me another idea on top of it too you know what i could also do is like for his uh for his head like i could superimpose it on there but also split it so basically it's like if i wanted to talk he would talk a canadian from south park but when you hit him but when you hit him with the guy i'm not your friend buddy <laughs> but when you hit him with the falcon punch like literally have his face go like like the top of his face go up like this and then when he goes flying off the map have his face go in two completely different directions <laughs> bro yes oh man that'd be sick i would say i should be writing this stuff down but i got it recorded i'm good yeah there you go dude you just gotta rewind it back yeah Absolutely. And so bringing this to a little bit more of a conclusion, one thing I do like to do always is to really kind of put this into perspective. So everyone, you know, when it comes to especially Sapphire, if you haven't listened to it, you know, this is why you should listen to it. Because at first, that weird structure design of it from its lyrical content, how and lyrical style, I should say, and how they're going to pull off the emotion, the weight of this emotional trauma proving heavier than the physical with that wheedling guitar you know, it didn't really feel like I'm like, okay, this might not match. This might match. We'll see what happens. But when the verses really set it up to let Jacob calmly bring in the trauma to let us further, like, let us like, to, or say, when you bring in, I'm already messing this up. My bad. I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, I have this. What or but when the verse really set it up to let Jacob calmly bring the trauma to us from these further wave mixed vocals out and a wheeling guitar to set up the notion that there is something deep in us that isn't all right. Going to the heavier stuff and have this more dynamic guitar pattern throughout the verses and getting heavier with those vocals as we went from verse to pre-chorus to spot on. They're spot on to reveal the depth and power of the, all that through sound, through vocals, lyrics, everything. The chorus brings forward this revelation feel and then the breakdown really hits on the weight in a completely new way. The outro is the hook, line, and sinker here because that deathcore style outro in the feel of it shows the heaviness it takes in our part to heal from that by removing what has caused that emotional and mental trauma in the first place from our lives. Not shying away from that at the end takes this song to a whole separate level and it's absolutely for the positive. So those five minutes, it's the perfect build up to that absolute hit. You got to go through the whole entire five minute journey on this song. It is a hundred percent worth it and get ready for that breakdown because you might be listening to be like this all of a sudden it's going to hit and you're going to go <laughs> i'm not going to tip over my chair because i don't want to break it <laughs> right right <laughs> i tipped over a different chair though but it wasn't this one i was like ah! <laughs> hell yeah dude <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, guys, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I always like to do is give my guests, which is you guys, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So, gentlemen, the floor is yours. Uh, I would say just make sure you go check out the video on YouTube. Or is it released for the uh, Space on Travel? Space on Travel is the channel it premiered on. Yep. And then uh, also we have, uh, it's all obviously on all streaming platforms. It's on Spotify as well. We have a couple other singles before that one. So if you like what you hear with Sapphire, definitely check out the other ones as well that we released previously. Yeah, um, we have another called uh, Hollow Hands. We actually got Ryan Neff from Miss May I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I live, we live in Northern Kentucky and half, half their band lives here. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's been really cool working with those guys. We actually played a, we played a show with them in Dayton. And yeah, uh, last December. Yeah. But yeah. uh yeah, they kind of like took us under their wing kind of and it's been really, really cool. Yeah, we got pretty close with the band, especially well, mostly Ryan. Um, but definitely, definitely the check out Hollow Hands if you like Sapphire. We have another one called Counterfeit. 
that came out a little bit before that one. But definitely all streaming platforms and uh, based on travel, uh, YouTube for the video. Yeah, uh, feel free to follow us on social media as well. We have Facebook and Instagram, so many too we have. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have our own uh, just personal social mm -hmm. media. So if you like like what you hear and stuff, just give us a follow and get to know us a little bit better. Yep, so, for sure. And we're, we're pretty new, so any like likes and follows, stuff like that, definitely gets a long one. Absolutely. Sure. Perfectly said, gentlemen. Now it's time for me on this podcast with three very specific things. So first things first. I mean, you get you, everyone that's listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, you just heard what to do, you know, with them. See my, you heard where you can follow them on social media, where you can watch video for Sapphire, where you can stream their music, all that good kind of stuff and where you can go and support them. So please go do that. But instead of you guys having to search everything up yourselves, let me do the work for you. Let me put in the time, let me put in the effort to find these pages for you. So all you have to do is go to the description of the podcast, go do it. It's going to say find city of mine online, and you're going to see links and labels to their socials to the videos, to the streaming platforms, to where you can find them and follow, share, subscribe, like their stuff, get to know them more and support them as much as possible. All the links are gonna be there. All you have to do is click on them. It'll take you there. And all you have to do is hit the like button, share, subscribe, play, view, whatever button you gotta hit, go and do it right now. Well, or maybe at the end of the podcast, but go and do it. Make sure you go and do that. Thank you. Seriously, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Oh, you're very welcome. And now, gentlemen, it's time for number two. So number two, how I like to end these podcasts, this is a promise I like to make, and it's only ever happens with bands that I enjoyed having on the podcast as a way to say thank you for being on the podcast. I want to continue to support the band. So this promise has hit every time I've had a band on the podcast, and you guys are continuing this trend beautifully. So my promise to you is this. I'm going to edit a little bit because there is potential for there to be edits in here. It's not going to be an if. If implies possibility of this not happening. So when is going to be the way to put it? So the reason I say when is because it's going to happen, date and time to be determined. So when, and it's either I get to see you guys perform live for the first time, or if you guys go to that Cleveland, a day to remember, Ghost Side, Beartooth, Bad Omen show, because my friends are still talking to me. I already have the day off of work for it in anticipation for this stuff. So all I have to do is buy a ticket, tell them I'm in, and I'm there. So if you guys are there and I see you guys there, my promise to you guys is this. First round's on me. I, okay, okay. <laughs> Right. He's a man of a lust. He don't like to drink. That's not, wait, I'll, I'll take his round. Right. I'll take his round. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm a bit of a social butterfly. Okay, so it's <laughs> a social situation. I'm down. I just don't drink at home. Okay, I'll take I, I'll take one. I've known him for four years now. He's had one. He, no, he didn't even have a full beer with me. He took a sip out of my beer that I was kind enough to let him try. You're full of shit. But it was good though. It was great. Damn good beer. I'll have his round. But thank you. <laughs> hey, that, that, that is fair enough. I mean, see, when I said that, I saw you light up. I'm just like, oh, this is going to be great. Plus, you know, <laughs> plus, you know, if even if it is, you know, I see you at that Day to Remember show and we do do that. And then all of a sudden I see you play, you know, for the first time and I see you guys play live and all of a sudden you see the Brewers hat fly off some guy in the pit during the outro to Sapphire and all of a sudden it's like, yep, that's Kevin. I'll, I'll see you guys at the bar afterwards and the first one will still be on me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. a gentleman. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Oh, you're very welcome. Hold me that promise. So, guys, third thing is this cannot be goodbye for the sole fact of, you know, got these plans to go and see you guys perform live. Got potential plans to see you guys at that Day to Remember show. Got to make good of my promises. On top of that, do I plan on supporting the band throughout your guys' career and continue to support you guys as you go along? You better believe your ass as I am. So, this can't Thanks, be goodbye man. because I got to see you perform live. Love to have you guys back in the podcast in the future. So, is this goodbye? Fuck no, it's not. This is. See you later. See you later, Thanks, man. man. Have a good one. Later, dude.
Ooh, whoa, whoa, folks, that was my interview with Jacob, Steven, and John from the band Obsidian Mind out of the Cincinnati, Ohio area. So if you're a fan of Metalcore, if you like brutal breakdowns that are definitely, definitely worth it, my God, go and take a look because, well, go to the podcast. You're going to find Obsidian Mind on their socials where you can watch the Sapphire video, where you can stream their music, and where you can get to know more about them and support them as much as possible as well because let's be honest, let's be real. You're going to want to support these guys, especially like Metalcore. So all their links are in the description of the podcast for you as well. So go check them out, share, follow, subscribe, like their stuff, listen to their stuff, just everything around there. Go and do that right, right, right when we're done with this podcast. Also, make sure to subscribe to the Core Progression Podcast as well. You know, we're on YouTube with all the videos. We are on uh, Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon for your audio streaming purposes. So, you know, subscribe to us on all those platforms or whichever one you prefer as well. If it's your first time to the podcast, thank you for joining us. Make sure you go and subscribe as well. If you're like, eh, you know, I liked it, but it's just, you know, I don't feel like, like subscribing right now. I'll be honest with you. I just want to thank you guys for coming out. I want to thank you for enjoying the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, I would like for you to subscribe as well. But if you're not feeling comfortable doing that at that time, you know what? We're always welcome. You're always welcome here. Trust me on that. Also, make sure you follow us on socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well, where you can see the supercut of me messing up their names and just feeling like, you know, bad and all of a sudden have the Curb Your Enthusiasm sound like dun 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 like that's going to happen. Totally will. Also, I want to thank the support for this podcast coming from Manscaped. So please go check it out. And again, I stand by this crop preserver stuff. You chafe below the waist. This stuff will help you out tremendously. And this is coming from someone who runs 10 miles twice a week, who bikes 25 miles twice a week, who will go and climb stairs for like 200 flights, then, you know, sprint to 5k twice a week and go to shows as much as possible and go in the pit. Yeah, this stuff, the crop preserver, it's a freaking game changer below the belt. Remember, you get 20% off using the code CPP at manscaped.com. The link script to the podcast along with the promo code as well. So go check it out. And when we get more stuff from Manscaped, we'll let you know all about it. Also, be sure to go get your tickets for the When We Were Hungry Festival. Make sure you go do that because we're sponsoring that October 20th and 21st in Las Vegas. Now that Las Vegas. So go check that out. Description of the podcast. The website is there. On that note, I want to thank the guys from City and Mind for being on the podcast. This one was a hell of a lot of fun. I'll see you guys on the show. Or before that, I'll see you at that day to remember Ghostside Beartooth Battleman show on the 29th in Cleveland, Ohio. So, yeah. Let's end it with this. That's going to be for you guys. Thank you for watching this to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I am every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See you. Yeah.